uh, from Second Peter chapter 1. Those are very good words for so an entrance shall be um, ministered unto uh, unto you into abundantly abundantly into the everlasting kingdom. See that word abundantly? An entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting that means it's a kingdom without end. Everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ will continue even after the millennium to um, to live and reign in eternity with his Father. See? Because um, there's a scripture in 1 Corinthians 15 that tells us that um, that at the end of the millennium is to is to turn the kingdom over to the Father. Then he will be himself uh, subject to the Father. Remember that that scripture. He will be subject to the um, to the Father that God might be. Verse sixteen, First uh, Corinthians fifteen sixteen. Um, <clears throat> not 16 um, 1 Corinthians where it's down in the 20 something uh, yeah that's 1 Corinthians verse 24 says then come at the end the, the, the end then come at the end uh, like uh, not the end of the world but of the age you get this? All of this that you have right now will come to an end. Then come at the end. Okay, so so if you did not have your confidence in Jesus, it's over for you. It's over for you. If if this was all you get your life and your enjoyment from, it's over. Then come at the end. Okay? So, so it's time to begin to press on to the day of God and to begin to <clears throat> to um, to seek God with all our hearts, with all your hearts. Says, then come at what does verse twenty three says? Well, yes, that's the resurrection. Every man in his own order. Christ the first fruits. Then afterward, notice Christ the first fruits. That means Jesus is already. Uh, resurrected and there he rose from the dead and became the first fruits of them that slept so Christ the first fruit and afterwards afterwards they that are Christ so that's what we're working on now so we will have a resurrection okay you have to get that right now if you if you're not taught if you're not instructed you don't know the Bible you live and you die. And uh, you never really pay much attention to God. It wasn't important to you. The, the world was more important. You got caught up in this world. And you, you didn't think of the world 
that is to come. See, what you're, you're going to miss the first resurrection. Because the scripture says, Blessed and holy is he that has part in the first resurrection. Okay? It's a blessed resurrection. And it's a holy resurrection. So it's blessed and holy is he that has part in the first resurrection. Because and such. That has part in the first resurrection. The second death will have no power. And then second death means once you're, you die the second death you can never be raised again. There is no resurrection from second death but there is a resurrection from first death. Scripture said it's appointed unto man wants to die once. We've had that right? Appointed unto man wants to die. But after this the judgment. See jud uh, judgment comes after you you die or when when Christ um, when Christ return at the second advent but but there's also a judgment that's in the church if you judge yourself now there's a judgment that begins at the church you get that so you can <clears throat> you can judge yourself now out by the word of God because this is the law book this is the only book that you'll be judged out of this book right here. You have it in the church. Not just when you get to the um, to the white throne or when you get to the um, to um, the, uh, <clears throat> the you stand before Christ at the second advent. But right now, the church is the judgment seat of Christ right now. So when you hear the word, you're being judged. You're being judged. You, you look on um, television, you see a judge. And he's judging a case. We have several cases on that's going on right now. And then um, the judge is sitting there. And he's making sure that uh, every person is judged fair. That's why he's there for. And he rules. And whatever he rules on, that is the, the, uh, that is what the, the United States rule on. That judge, that one judge is very powerful. Amen? That one judge is very powerful. What about the church? See, the church, the pastor, pastor, the ministry is judging. Now, right now, you're being judged. He said, I'm not going to be judged now. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. See, so, if you accept the judgment of the church age and you judge yourself, then you will not be judged. Okay? When you stand before the Lord, it's not a judgment for life, but it's a judgment for reward. What you've done, what you sow, you reap. How much work have you done for Jesus Christ? So you're, you're being judged for, um, <clears throat> for reward and <clears throat> what, sorry, what position you will have in the kingdom. That's what you're being judged for. When you stand before the Lord. See your works. And he'll, he'll reward every man according to. To his work. Now the. The, <clears throat> the judgment of the church. The judgment of the church. Is pretty well final. Okay. The judgment of the church. 
is final. Um, <clears throat> what you what you do in the church, that's what you will be rewarded. When you when you stand before before the Lord, uh, you find life already in the church. That's where you find life. You don't find life uh, out there in the millennium. See, that's a different uh, different uh, uh, time in the millennium. See, but it's in the church age that you find life. Okay? <clears throat> Jesus Christ came that we might have life. So he made, uh, he gave a church, which is his body. And through the church, you receive life. Now, if you don't believe that, you'll never have life. Because it's through the church that you receive eternal life. Okay? We just had the scripture, for so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly. Okay, uh, how? Here we are now. Well, when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior, how many years have you been in church? And the more you're in church is the more you receive. Yeah. Abundantly. Yeah. Okay, what you receive Sunday, but you're moving on again Wednesday night. Then you move on again. Abundance. It's an abundance of entrance. That means tonight you're supposed to leave here knowing more than you did even on Sunday. About the Bible. About the word of God. So it's an abundance of entrance that's being ministered to you. Where you just don't um, get in the kingdom but you don't know anything. <laughs> See but um, the pastor stands up. The minister stands up. And he begins to show you your hope. In the Bible. This, this, this is a powerful book. You, you can never consume this book. You can never consume this book. It's a big book. The, the Bible is a big wonderful book. So if you, um, if you set yourself to seek it. To seek the Lord. With all your heart. You'll find that. Um, you'll find that so much you will learn of it. So in, back here a little bit in the 15. Chapter, I'm just passing through, maybe. Uh, and it says, <clears throat> it says that for, was it verse 15? Uh, where then, read right there, 24. Uh, then come at, um, then come at the end. No, no, notice here, the, then, wait, then, then come at the end. Okay, that's the end uh, of the, um, Millennium age. Okay, but there's a lot. The millennium is a thousand years. There's a lot that goes on in the, in the, in the millennium age. And then come at the end of that, just like the church come to an end. And the millennium begins after the um, great tribulation, seven trumpet. So Jesus Christ comes back at the second advent. And then the end of the church age is finally... Uh, Israel is restored chapter 7 of we had that revelations chapter 7 when first there's 140 and 4,000 uh, of, uh, of the 12 tribes then um, there's a multitude which no man can number that that is also remember that's comprised of Jews and Gentiles okay that hundred and you have the 144,000, which is Jews, are Israel, Israelites. 
okay, 12,000 from each tribe. Then at the, um, going down where, where the multitude that washed their robes. They washed their robes, remember that? They washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. What robes? You mean that the clothes you wear? No. It's your nature, your spirit, that you would not let the Holy Ghost apply the blood. You see, the Holy Spirit is the one that applies the blood of Jesus Christ to you, but you wouldn't let the Holy Spirit apply the blood. So therefore now, you have to go through the tribulation. You have to go through the tribulation where you have that. See, the Holy Spirit uh, applies the blood of Jesus Christ to, to your life. But right now in the church, right now in the church, you can have it applied in Revelations. I think it's chapter 1. We're unto him. Look at that quickly. Unto him that loved us, yes, and washed us from our sins in his blood, right? Read verse what? Look at verse 5 and then I'll come back here to uh, chapter 15 of First Corinthians. But um, verse 5, read that for me quickly. <coughs> and from Jesus Christ. No, notice he's a faithful witness. And the first begotten, that means he's already born, begotten from the dead. The first begotten from the dead. Okay? He's, he's gone through that resurrection. Now you and I are going to go through that. That um, You're not going to go through that resurrection. Okay. Jesus Christ has already been uh, through the resurrection. And he became the first fruits of them that. Thank you. But you and I we are going to go through that also. Okay. Now. But then he goes on. He says. Unto him that loved us. Am I, that's where I'm heading. Verse 5, uh, unto him that loved us and washed us, look at that, from our sins in his own blood. So you have to be washed from your sins. When? This side, right now, tonight. Okay, that's why we should be singing a lot more songs on the blood. Every service you should try and get one of those songs in. Because a lot of other songs don't do very much for you. See, but the blood is a washing. It reminds you. While you're standing there, oh Lord, will you wash me? Because you have to. You, uh, just like natural, you take a bath. So in the spirit, you have to take, it's not just a one time. You, you don't take a bath one time. Right? Something would be wrong. Okay, what about just one time, oh, when I came to the altar? But it's a daily washing. The blood. So unto him that loved us and washed us. What is that? Because of his love, he washed us. Okay, from our sins. Wash you from, that means, that means deliver you from your sins. So we shouldn't just play in it and stay in the sin and Keep going back in our sins. But we need to let the Lord. His blood washed us and deliver us. Isn't that beautiful? From our sins. In his own blood. Not the blood of bulls and goats. 
Those, are, those blood doesn't take away sins. But it's his own blood. The blood of Jesus Christ, God's son, cleanses us from all sin. Right? We walk in the light as he's in the light. And we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, God's son, cleanses us from all sins. Verse, so verse 6 said, let me see what verse 6 said. And look what he did. You have to be washed first. And he made us kings and priests unto God and his father. To him be glory and dominion for, there is it again, forever and forever. Okay, go back to, uh, go back to 1 Corinthians um, chapter 15. Where was I? 24? Then come at the end. Okay, we know what that means, right? We've been touching that. Then come at the end. Uh, when he shall have, that's the end of the millennium. Okay, the, the, the millennium reign of Jesus Christ. Where he reigns for a thousand years. Uh, uh, when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God. Now remember, it's an everlasting kingdom. So when they delivered it up to God is because all of the enemies uh, is destroyed. And the scripture tells you the, the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Okay? Death will be destroyed. Death, either death and hell is to be cast into the lake of fire. And afterwards there will be no more death. No more dying. Okay? Uh, verse uh, 20, um, 24 still. Okay, then come at the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all what? Rules. Um, uh, Psalms chapter 2. And all over the prophets. Jesus Christ is to put down all rebellion. That include rebellion in the church, rebellion in the nations, <clears throat> rebellion in the, in the world. When he shall have put down, okay, all uh, rules and all authority and power. That means every, every other government, every opposing force. He's going to put down idolatry. He's going to put down every sin, every wickedness. And death and hell will be cast into the lake of fire. Can you imagine a world where there is no more sickness, no more death, <clears throat> no more pain? Can you imagine that kind of world? Well, why, why are you sitting here in church tonight with your Bibles? Why is your heart pounding after God? Why are you hearing these words? Huh? It's because God has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Because there's a, there's a favor of God upon you because he had chosen you. You have not chosen him. He said, I'm here by... No, you, you, you have not chosen the Lord. You're not here because you want to be. You're here because the Lord chose you. And you're hearing the word. If, if God didn't choose you, it's not by work of righteousness which we have done. Okay, you can never do anything good enough to be saved. Okay, salvation is not on your merits. But it's on the, the merits of Christ. What Christ did for you. Not on your goodness. Not by works of righteousness. Which we have done. Not because you're good. But it's because of his mercy. He saves us. 
And by the uh, washing. See that's the blood. Regeneration again. By the washing. Every morning you get up you should ask you. Every day. Every night going to your bed. Ask him to wash you again. Amen. Ask him to wash you. Help you Lord. Because it's the blood. That, that dress you up for eternity. Amen. The blood that delivers you. And take away all of the. The worldly smell. The worldly sin. All of that odor from this present age. The blood cleanse you and perfumes you. And wash me Peter said. You know the blood of Jesus Christ. So that's why you come to church. To a church that teaches you. And unless you. Uh, unless you begin to reach out. There's nothing out in this world. You think your, your turkey that you're going to eat. Go ahead and eat as much as you want to. But your turkey is going to be doing anything for you? No. You think uh, that little candlelight and all of that excitement. See, Christians ought to grow up uh, and use the world very lightly. Don't, don't let it carry you away. You know, where, uh, where the devil can tempt you and uh, you are moved because of a little, uh, a, a little Christmas season, which is not even Christ. Uh, it's, it's pretty well a pagan uh, a, a holiday and all of this you're moved by these things calm down uh, uh, how many more Christmas you're going to be carried away grow up in the Lord and show the world that you're in the world but you're not of this world you use the word you use the very lightly and and that turkey uh, the next day is gone I told you before I don't have anything against it I, I don't mind eating a little bit myself but um, don't, don't live there. Okay, you give God thanks and you move on. And it's just a day. It's just, an, don't be, be excited. Love of God in your heart. Don't let nobody take, it, take him out of your heart. Don't forget him. And you get excited, then, you know, then you, you're carried away. But God's people ought to grow up and be stable. Be, be steadfast. Unmovable. Always abounding. In the work of the Lord. Because we we um, we um, we are at the end of the age. So the scripture said draw nigh to God. And he will draw nigh to you. Okay, You get closer to him every day. Closer to you Lord. You know closer to you. Wash me. Wash my mind. Uh, from the thoughts of the world. Deliver me from carnality. Because this world is like a sinking ship. It's going down. See, it's going down. This world will not last forever. I'm not talking about the earth, as you said, but the age and the system and the government. Okay, it's not going to, it's not going to continue forever. Uh, not even the church age, because the church age phases out into the kingdom. And uh, you, can, uh, you can walk out of a church, but you can't walk out of the kingdom. So you're really not going anywhere. Because uh, John saw the dead, small and great, stood before God. So where are you going? Uh, nobody's getting away. So that's why we stay in church and be judged. <coughs> so, because if you judge yourself, you will not be judged. Then, I like this, then come at the end. Okay? But that's, that's the end of the millennium. But by the end of the millennium, the Lord has uh, uh, 
everything is under the feet of Jesus, uh, under the control of Jesus Christ. Even the devil himself, at the end of the millennium, will be cast into the um, into the uh, lake of fire. And uh, but look, look, the devil will be cast into the lake of fire. But you will be, if you're not in the first resurrection. See, there's no other place. It's either the kingdom or second death. Nobody gets away. Can you imagine the masses of... That includes angels, fallen angels, rebellious angels. You read them in Jude. See, they're reserved in chains of darkness. Where where do you think they'll be going uh, at the end of the thousand years? Okay, and even before that. See, where where do you think they'll be going? Um, Hold your finger right here. But the Revelations 19, where the beast and the false prophets are, you, there's a scripture there where the beast and the false prophets are cast into the lake of um, the lake of fire in Revelation. I'll come back to to First Corinthians 15. We're just moving around a little bit right there, but uh, uh, verse verse 10. Uh, where the beast and the false prophets are. Yes. Okay. Uh, verse. Verse. Revelations 19. Verse. Um, uh, that is down into. Um, uh, help me. Where. Verse 19. Yes. Verse 19. Look at chapter 19. Revelations. Verse 19. A beautiful scripture. And I saw the beast and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. Okay, you, this is a, a prophecy and it tells you what's going to happen. Okay, the, the beast, the kings of the earth. And their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat upon the horse. Now remember the horse. That's a white horse. Right here in this chapter. Okay. That's Jesus Christ riding. Coming back in vengeance. But the, he meets an opposing party. Made up of the beasts. And the kings. And the, and the armies. Gathered together to make war against him that sat. On the horse. And against his army. So even at this point. Whose side will you be on? You know, whose side will you be on? And the beast. Was taken. See they're going to lose. This prophecy. This has not yet been fulfilled. But you already know who to stand. And whose side to be on. You don't want to be on a losing side. And the beast. Was taken. In captivity. Victory. Defeat. And with him. The false prophet. That wrought miracles before him. So the beast taken. The false prophet. That wrought miracles before him. And and and, and you can find that. We find that in other scriptures. We get there. Uh, Revelations um, 13. Uh, we'll get there. Okay. Now. They were taken. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophets that wrought miracles before him, 
with which he deceived, uh, see that word? Deceived. You know why he deceived them? You know why? They wouldn't sit down and listen to the word. They already know it. They'd rather be watching TV or watching football or sports. They don't have time for the word of God. Are you listening how important it is? They don't have time for God. So they're deceived. Without a knowledge of the word of God, you're going to be deceived. Who Even God's people are deceived because of, destroyed, deceived because of lack of knowledge. You see, God doesn't have any, any, any special people where you don't have to read, you don't have to go to church, you don't have to, but yet he's going to bless you. And you're going to just go right through into the kingdom. He'll have the same problem. That's not the way it works. Nobody can enter into the kingdom of God unless they are washed through the blood of, of Jesus Christ. They enter into the straight gate. Nobody can. See, there's no special. God doesn't have any favorite. Every one of us has to be washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. So the beasts and the false prophet was taken, eh, which were wrought miracles, and he deceived them, which he had deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, <clears throat> and them that worship his image. You see, you see who are going down? Huh? Ones that worship, receive the mark and worship the beast, and them that worship the image. Okay, these both were cast notice alive. They went straight at the second advent. They were, they go straight to the lake of fire. Okay, they they go straight to the lake of fire. Uh, the the lake burning with fire and brimstone. That's where anybody or everyone that is not in the kingdom of God, there's no uh, other place. Between the kingdom of God. Or the second death. The lake of fire. No other place. That's the final. Okay that is the final. See then come at the end. When all of this is over. When all of the rebellion is over. And they are cast into. The lake of fire. And only. The righteous will be left. Amen. Amen. And the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse. Where that's Jesus, and the sword goes out of his mouth. Out of his mouth goes a sharp, two-edged sword that with it he should smite the nation. Now, now that same sword is in your mouth. Do you know that Psalm said it? Let the high praise of God be in your mouth. When you lift up your voice and begin to praise God, you don't know what's coming out. A sword. Amen. And a two-edged sword. Amen. What's a two-edged sword? Old and New Testament. The word of God. That's right. Every time, every time you open the Bible, it's a sword. But it's going to cut you for first in conviction. And then you submit under that. And you humble yourself. And he changes you. He drains out all of the Adamic blood. Adamic nature. The rebellion. That's what the sword does. See a lot of folks. A lot of people don't know when, when that sword hits you. It's because God wants to drain you. But most time people rebel. 
I don't have to take that. It's too much for me. They don't know how to uh, eat the bitter with the sweet. See, and you rebel. You can miss God because the word of God is quick and powerful. Sharper than any two-edged sword. And when that, when that, um, when that word hit you, if you don't know, you run away. But you're not going anywhere because there comes the second death. There comes the white throne judgment, Revelations 20. So you're not going, you're not going anywhere. Here you are. Where are you going to go? There's no escape. So even if you die, you have not escaped. The only escape is through the cross. Amen. That's the only way. The door of escape is Jesus Christ. What a wonderful Savior, isn't he? I just feel like shouting. I'm enjoying this, this study. Okay. Then, and the remnant, verse 20, 21, let's read. And the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse. Which sword proceeded where? Out of his mouth. John chapter 1, Revelation chapter 1 also tells you. Out of his mouth goeth a sharp two-edged sword. Now that's what your tongue. Okay. Become a sharp sword. See. You have the word of God inside of it. It's a. It's a flame of fire. When you. When you. When you speak. The, the word of God. See. So. The remnant were slain with. The sword of him that sat upon the horse. Which sword proceeded out of his mouth. And all the fowls, look at that, were filled with their flesh. See, they, they'll be, God as a, God as a clean up crew. But you don't want to be eaten by, by birds or wild beasts. So you submit yourself, you humble yourself. And this is a fact. Are you, did you read that in your Bible? Hmm? Have you read where God fulfilled all of the other, uh, or many other scriptures? Huh? So why wouldn't he fulfill this? Why? It's going to be fulfilled. Jesus already died. Rose from the dead. See? So why wouldn't God do this? You can't get away. It's not a game. It's not a game. See? It's not a game. It's a dangerous uh, time that we're living in. When men are not, many men are not seeking God. Many Many people are not seeking God. They think that uh, Jesus is not coming now. We have a lot of time to enjoy ourselves. No. You don't know the day nor the hour. Then um, that was a beautiful scripture there. Then back to 1 Corinthians 15. Then come at the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God and even the Father when he shall have put down all root and authority and power. For, look at this, and shout. For he must reign. For what? For he must reign. Nobody can stop him. Trust me. He said, but what about all the government of this? Uh, when he comes back, they'll stop him. No, they cannot stop him. The, the second advent is not coming to die. He's coming to reign. And it says it. For uh, 25 is it? 
for he must reign. I want you to pay attention to these words. Verse 25 says, for he must reign. For how long? Till he had put all enemies under his feet. So every enemy includes sickness, disease, amen, Satan is under his feet and your feet. I give you power to tread on serpent and on scorpion. For he must reign till he had put all enemies under his feet. And because Satan is under all enemies under his feet, he's under your feet too. Because in him we live and move and have our beings. Awesome, isn't he? Then 26 says, now it tells you, didn't he tell you? All enemies, but it makes sure you know. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. <laughs> That's the last one. Amen. For he had, for he had put all things under his feet. But when he said all things are put under him, it is manifested that he is accepted which it put all things under him. Only the Father will not be put under the feet. Men and angels and principalities and powers, everything will be under the feet of Jesus Christ for the ceaseless ages of, of eternity. 28 says, Notice, notice what happened. And when all things shall be subdued unto him, it's going to take a thousand years. And even at the end of the thousand years, remember that rebellion in chapter 20, Revelation rise up to overturn the holy city? But what happened? What happened? Fire came down from God out of heaven. So now what side would you want to be on? Come in. What side do you want to be on? Well, do you know when that when you make that choice? When do you make that choice? Right now. And, and that's what the devil wants you to do is make the wrong choice now. And he'll fool you as if, well, I got time. I'm, I'm doing the right thing. I, God doesn't care. Yes, he does. Every action. Every action. Dangerous when you don't know the scriptures. When you just go to church and you sing a few songs and you sit there, <clears throat> you cause trouble. You don't know the scriptures. Huh? You think uh, you think just quoting some verses of scriptures? Huh? You got to have a teacher that open up the Bible to you, that break it down. Service after service. You can never have enough. But there's something inside of you that's crying out more. You get filled and you come back more. That's the way God made you. A million years from now you'll still be wanting more of God. You are made as a container so God pours himself in you. That's what you are for. 
But the devil wants to fill you up with your own self, your own thoughts, your own ideas, and keep God out. So that's a vessel where there is no honor. See, a vessel where there is no honor is one that's filled up of themselves, and they use you are God's vessel, and they use God's vessel for themselves. And they filled up God's vessel with themselves. You get it? Fill up God's vessel with themselves. So that, that vessel has to be broken and cast away. That's the only reason why you're made. He created you to fill you up. You get that? This treasure. You have a treasure, inerting vessel. That's God in you, Christ in you. Treasure is Jesus in you. Inerting vessel, he fills you up. <laughs> that the excellency of the power might be of God and not of you, of yourself, of us. This treasure. God fills you up. You're made to be filled up. And, and when you're empty, you're in trouble. It, it, uh, it gives space to the devil. But you're filled up. You're supposed to be filled up with God. That's what a church is for. You come and you get filled up. But you're never satisfied. You're right back Sunday morning. You want more. Sunday night. and You come back again. Sometimes on Friday. Getting, what are you doing? Getting filled up. You don't get to where, well, I'm so tired, I'm going to put my feet up and stay home. You, you get dry out. Do that till you get dry out. You hurt yourself. You're, you're pulling back and disqualifying yourself from that abundance of entrance. See, it's an abundance of entrance that's got to be ministered unto you. Into the everlasting kingdom. And God's not going to change it. That's the way it's going to be. An abundance of entrance. It's, it takes more than a, a little promise. Or preaching a, a few promises. And uh, hype you a little bit. It's more than that. You've got to settle down. To the Genesis and the Exodus. And the Leviticus and Numbers. Isaiah, Jeremiah. All over the Bible. You gotta, it's, it's life. It's food. Eternal food. The word of God is. When all these things shall be subdued unto him. Then shall the son also himself be. Subject unto him that put all things unto him. That God may be all. In all. But remember. Christ is in the father. And the father is in him. And we are also in him. Amen. In him we live for all eternity. Where will you be? Where I'll be living in Christ. In him we live and move and have our beings. And when all. Uh, is that the verse I finished? 28 right? Uh, else what shall they do. Which are baptized for the dead. If the dead rise not at all. Now that doesn't mean you go to and baptize for your dead relatives. You can't. You can't. It, 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 that's not what he's saying. See? So a lot of people misunderstand the word of God and think that 
if a dead relative, you know, when it's when they die, then I'm going to do something. Don't, and don't get mad. But that's a deception. Why, why deceive your loved one? Hmm? Why give them a false hope? Why do people give a false hope? Remember, I didn't, I didn't write the Bible. It's there. Why give a false hope? And say, well, when you die, we'll get you out. That's not true. You just lie to them. And the people maybe would have repented, but they get relaxed because that's okay. All I do is uh, uh, pay a few extra dollars and I have some money in the bank. When I die, I take it and give it give it to um, a pastor or somebody or go to a church and you have a few nights uh, in church and pray for me and I'm out of there. Then Jesus would not have to die. Because all you'd have to do is pray grandma out or grandpa. But that's not the way. Nobody can... Uh, uh, pray you out of um, out of hell, or pray you out of heaven. Okay, no nobody can pray you. So don't be. Let, let's let's face the scripture right. What what you sow you reap. Somebody says, "Oh well, I'm fine. I'll be okay." No. Uh, and then you look at somebody as your example. Jesus is the example. Jesus is the example. And, and the Lord doesn't go because you quote a dozen scripture without breathing. One breath and you just quote a dozen scripture. He doesn't look on that. He doesn't look on your knowledge, how smart you think you are. See? It's the humility of your spirit. He that humbleth himself shall be exalted. I like this. See? If the dead rise not at all, why are they then baptized for the dead? See, but there's a resurrection and we know that. That's what Paul's dealing with. See, he's dealing with a resurrection. Now tonight I was going to go back to Revelations um, 17 and, and uh, talk about the, and also 18 and other, other things. But um, I thought that this was a good scripture that Sister Rosie had touched there. And um, I, it was befitting for me to just touch it right there uh, for so an entrance uh, shall be ministered. If you read um, all of the chapter, that chapter, it shows you how to increase your faith. See, add to your faith, add to your faith. And it tells you the old chapter shows how you begin to. So if you take your time, and go over it and read it, you will find. I, I hope tonight that you receive a, a try to be calm a little bit and break the word a little bit and go over a little bit some things. Uh, but we will get to revelations. Uh, we will get to these. Um, and you're, you, you're getting something because I hear you talking. The mystery of iniquity. Mystery Babylon. I showed you Sunday night that there are two Babylons. And then Sister Rosie was talking about Jeremiah 51. I, I gave you as an assignment. And I was going to touch a little bit of it tonight. When I stood up, I thought that I was going to touch it. So I want you to continue reading it. Um, Jeremiah chapter 51. Actually, Jeremiah chapter 50 and 51. And I think it ends at 52. There are 52 chapters there. 
then Second uh, Thessalonians uh, re uh, chapter two, Revelations chapter uh, 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 seventeen, eighteen, uh, thirteen, and all of these. Read the whole book. Read the whole Bible. Just, just go ahead and read the Bible. Okay, just read it and hold a New Testament and begin to, because uh, we we are, we are heading into a wonderful session at the close of the year next year and you need to pray and ask God to help us and keep us and keep the church going and keep the love of God you feel how, how easy it is to preach now look at me I stood here Joni and I don't even have to shout huh? and I'm not have to lift my voice up and how you know you know I can just cruise along and you saw me just cruising along and I don't have to shout and be rebuking the devil when we've done that okay but the devil has no place in the church. He has no place in the church. The church, listen, the church belongs to Jesus Christ. And this is your church. And we're going to have a church here. Amen. And we're going to preach the word of God in season and out of season. And nothing can stop it. Uh, nothing can stop it. Uh, because greater is he that is in you. Than he that is in the world. And God is greater than men. Don't be afraid of nobody. They can't stop you. They can't stop you from serving God. They cannot stop you from serving God. Nobody can stop you. Bully you. and Intimidate you. And make you don't serve God. If they put you in the fire furnace. You're still going to praise the Lord. Am I right? Uh, it cannot be worse than putting you in the lion's den. But what did the Lord do? He closed the lion's mouth. As long as God is on your side. If God be for us. Who can be against us. But you've got to have that faith. But you go around and think that person can stop you. Or if they don't come to church. Your church will go under. The church is not built upon a man. It's not built upon nobody. It's not built upon you. It's not built upon me. But it's built upon Christ. The solid rock. So let's serve him. Amen. Let's serve him. And let's. Let's uh, love God tonight. Amen. What a wonderful night. Give God thanks tonight. Give God thanks.